Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Max and Skittle Power Hour. That's we are right. Again. Once more time. That didn't make sense, but that's once why. more <laughs> for <laughs> now. Once more for now. Every week it's once more. Which week is going to be the end of us? Who knows? Oh my gosh! Uh, hopefully, never. <laughs> you Speaking will of, deal with us forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of once more, I wanted to introduce today's guest, oh. Oh. <laughs> Sarah Miniscaro. Yes, my queen, my angel. Right? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. We know Sarah from New York. Oh my gosh. And yeah, we both what? know her for once. We exactly. Who both of us know. <laughs> it's and, oh, and it's just so fu- She's such an amazing human, like circus all around, like multi-talented, strong yeah. bean. Like, so many talents in one package. Like before we even like had her like we we had the, like the idea of her to be we, on here. Oh, I was and, like, we didn't have the idea of her. I felt like my my energy vitality was fulfilled by just a conversation over the phone of her wanting to be involved on this podcast. Yeah. So was I was funny. very excited. I was so happy. Yeah. That she agreed to be on the show, and she. Me too. She'll tell us all about it. She's she's had, she's doing a great time. She's having a great time being a part yeah. of this show. Yeah, I guess I guess let's cut straight to the chase and let's jump right into our, it head let's first. Put our sea legs on and swim out to see her and um, you know, shake some trees. Well, we have build bad a shelter. Puns written all over us. The year you know, 2020. Take some twigs and spell out SOS on the beach so that overhead planes will see it and stop and bring us All food. Right. And- Without further ado, <laughs> let us jump right into our next segment so we can get to that interview with. All right, Skittle died. So, yeah, let's. I let's said do without it. further ado. <laughs> you keep cutting let's out. Just- I don't know what's going on. The Wi Fi is terrible. Oh my God. Well, well now we really have an excuse not to waste any more time. Let's All right, let's go. Right let's, let's, let's hear go, some let's Sarah. Go, let's go, life. Sarah. Go, 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 go. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to the Mexican Skittle Power Hour. <laughs> On today's interview, we're interviewing Sarah. Hello, kittens. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Oh, thank you, folks, for having me. Oh, my gosh. Our absolute pleasure. Oh, uh, how are you, Sarah? Okay, I'm alive. Um, I'm functioning in the post-apocalypse. What else is new? <laughs> I love that so much for you. What was the first thing you saw this morning when you opened your eyes? Well, I, I sleep underneath a hooded penguin blanket, so complete and utter darkness. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds lovely. Yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> Normally, for the first part of winter, I was sleeping like in my sleeping bag that I got from Maine. And so I would always wake up and also just see darkness because I was like under the covers the whole time. And now I sleep like <laughs> not in a sleeping bag, <laughs> just like 
in a bed like a normal person and so i open my eyes and i'm still adjusting to like seeing sunlight and stuff yeah that's rare for me i absolutely sleep like a hamster if i'm not buried what? in something or on top of things it's it's not a bed percent have to be cuddled with stuffed animals in every oh yeah direction <laughs> oh yeah oh i just got a like weighted stuffed animal pal and it's great like it's got arms that hang over your shoulders oh dude dude it's it's the world. <laughs> sounds so incredible. So Sarah, where are you? Tell our listeners where you're calling in from today. Calling in from uh, Cypress Hills, which is vaguely the border between Brooklyn and Queens. I am deep out there. Beautiful. Um, and I'm a, I'm a native. I'm from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, South Brooklyn. Wonderful. Where did you go to school? Um, I was a Emerson College up in Boston uh, performance major with a minor in sociology because that's just full of giggles. Wow. Honestly. <laughs> Performance and major, minor in sociology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of bled into what I do. And uh, I'm sure Max will get into my, my performer credits and whatnot. But the sociology thing has been really fun because uh, it bleeds into a lot of my performer and character stuff. And it just makes me a slightly more emotionally intelligent person. In so what ways does the... Like, can you give us a specific instance of the sociology? Oh, absolutely. Um, one of my one of my focuses, one of my favorite classes while there was in deviance and social control. Ooh. And um, considering how much of my performance world now is really rotated uh, around like queer communities and like non traditional performance types like i really love genre bending for all of those reasons so i like defiance of stereotype and i love seeing it more so in the arts because i think it's just a very insidious way to start breaking rules mm, yes <laughs> yes breaking the rules bending the gender i always love one of my favorite uh, uh tropes i guess in comedy is like setting something up as if you're going to fulfill a stereotype and then like at the last second <laughs> doing the complete opposite yeah subverting yeah. expectations is my dream goal oh, <laughs> i feel like you do that well yeah <laughs> um, i do have a really important question for you um speaking of subverting expectations um have you ever been in a bar fight you know i was mulling over this question i have witnessed many and I'm trying to pinpoint a specific moment where I ever laid a finger on someone in a hostile way in a bar. Mm. I'm sure it has been mostly to the effect of pushing guys away from uh, more uh, vulnerable friends of mine. Yeah. Like, it's that level of, of drunken, like, hey, hey, get out of my way. <laughs> that is so valid. I'm really not a fighter. <laughs> I'm super not a fighter. If anything, I just turn to somebody and, like, can summon someone to fight on my behalf. More likely than I am to hit someone. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I see that. I kind of imagined always, I didn't know if you had been or not, but I kind of do always imagine if we were out drinking at a bar and a bar fight ensued, you and I would definitely be like sitting under the bar somewhere, like hidden by stools and like eating fries or something. And like, <laughs> I'm sure like the bar staff themselves would come between me and someone trying to start shit with me. Catch these hands. Catch <laughs> these hands. Hello and welcome to Hey there. I'm so happy you called. Uh, ma'am, you called me. Your piercing eyes glaze over me like a donut on Mars. Sorry, did you mean to call us? 
there You give me butterflies uh, This is a law firm What? I would climb every rock and mountain Just to see you smile What? From ear to ear No, I think it's the wrong number You shine so bright I'm blinded when the sun kissed your hair Unless In biology class Jeremy? I knew it was fate when I caught sight of your assets. No, definitely wrong number. You're taller than me, and that's okay. I'll climb my queen anytime, and I'm eager to say. I know, she just won't stop. I wanna take your hand and take you to prom. I wanna come to your house, impress your dad and mom. I wanna pull up up front in my old pickup truck. Put a rose on your wrist, I hope that you like this I wanna take you down oh. to the old wishing well oh. And plant my kiss on your lips oh, It's actually very sweet Oh, I'm crazy, crazy for you Oh, Daisy, Daisy, it's true Oh, crazy, crazy for you Oh, Daisy, tell me you love me So, what do you say, Daisy? Will you go to prom with me? Oh, um... Oh, uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, you, you got the wrong number, but uh, that was so good. I'm sure Daisy will say yes. Oh, uh... Oh, no, no, it was good. Yeah, I just... I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I'm, sorry, I guess I'll I'm let gonna... you, um... Sorry. sorry, what? Sorry, what? What? No, um, um, what were you gonna say? I'm, I'm gonna go. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> good luck. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about some of your artistic credits i guess the pandemic specifically to start off with because you we know everything has changed since the pandemic started um yeah yeah um so like prior to the world being um hostile work environments for anyone who collaborates i was uh focused in acting and then after graduating um had accumulated a lot of other parlor tricks and skills so i got a lot of work as a stage manager mm. Just because I was I was typically the actor in the room who like on indie productions, if there wasn't a stage manager or a more organized force on deck than just a director, I would turn into that uh, cast member who supplied all the extra things like here's extra wardrobe. Oh, wait a second. Does someone need makeup help? Of course they do. Of course they do. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That became my job. Stage management um, was totally an accident, but I gained a fair enough footing that way. And ever since the the dry up of, you know, venue spaces and mm. uh, safe and sterile practices, I'm trying to reorient and redirect something that can be more web based at home. Mm -hmm. um, and I came up with a mini project that uh, Max is familiar with. I started Songs of Serenalia, which is mm -hmm. a really 
an effort to kind of echo something I did prior to the collapse when I had my show uh, with my producing partner, Celia Foxglove. We had boudoir. We were promoting ourselves as the Marshmallow Minxes, and we did variety shows. Yeah, Yeah, we did variety. We did uh, Max was in my birthday show last year. And I wanted to do something that echoed that, that echoed that, that experience of, I just wanted to share art with people that really excite me, who may not have a platform to just do what it is they do the best. Preach. And Songs of Saturnalia is a playlist of just people performing shit to songs that I like. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, Marshmallow Mixes was something, yeah, I guess like a year ago now. Yeah, uh, we basically had... <laughs> We had three shows under our belt before the close. Mm-hmm. And it was heartbreaking because we had actually planned out several months of performance themes. We had our dates. We had performers that were willing to come in from out of state on certain dates. And then everything fizzled. Like our calendar just disintegrated. So it was so devastating to have had potential and then watch it sort of wither. But I'm happy for the three shows that we did. Uh, accomplish and I'm pretty convinced that given space and time we can do it again yeah I believe it you That's too wonderful. Celia Foxglove as well who you mentioned uh, um the two yeah, of you are just really powerful get shit done type of humans <laughs> I've seen it happen yeah so yeah she's absolutely rad and um shares my uh, mother hen stage manager mom vibes so between the two of us we try to make the space as uh safe welcoming warm as possible and we're not out to make everyone famous we're not out to really like exploit or ride anyone's coattails it's it's show art for show art's sake so you did mention um since the pandemic started and everything got shut down you mentioned that you are um looking more towards the virtual spaces and you touched on a project you did, are doing now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Songs of Serenalia will be up very soon. I'm getting the website constructed. Yes, a website? A website! A website! Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, volume one is what I'm calling it. I've got about eight acts submitted <gasps> by friends yes. across everywhere. Um, every strain of performance. We've got mime. We've got burlesque. Um live musicians want to do some some works with me oh. so i plan on putting out a songs of serenalia type feature as often as i can collect pieces and i'll just keep the website up there'll be a suggested donation which will be split amongst cast members and that's all it's really for that's all i really want yeah. um yeah i guess it's like a, a miniature speakeasy oh. for yeah. my myself and my the extended crew that's going to a mass from fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this much. I had no idea you were <laughs> building a website for it. More than I'm one volume. Kiki, and <laughs> I'm having a kiki right after this chat to get that on its feet. Yes. So hopefully by the time this interview is circulating, I will have a link. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have to be honest That's because rad. I am yeah. I have to be honest, I am in the group chat for that project, but I mute my group <laughs> chats because it gets so overwhelming and there's so much going on and my brain just can't keep track of it so I'm, oh, yeah, i feel like no, i'm constantly it's... learning things about the project that i have access to see info about anyway i just don't look at it but oh that's like it's fine you're you're looped in you're one of like the the pre-access people oh pre-access <laughs> 
What? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't know. This is just such a beautiful scene. It's just so picturesque, you know, just like the cliff is so soft and the way you can stand here and look out over the expanse of the ocean, stretching and shifting endlessly. Like, it really makes me think of my love, like lost at sea, as if I were Brandy. Not the singer, but the Brandy in that song about Brandy, which is also not by Brandy the singer, but about Brandy. You know the one. And how I grew up poor and lonely, but I worked hard. And then one day a handsome, worldly man comes to port, and he told me stories from across the sea, and I picked him flowers and wove him dolls from the water reeds. And we fell in love. And he stayed for as long as he could before telling me that he has to return to the sea and that it's his nature to roam and shift like the ocean itself. And so on his last day, he took me to this very spot at sunrise for a picnic and we drank champagne and ate ladyfingers. And then he took my hands and said, I love you so much and I will return to you my Brandy. Not Brandy the singer, but Brandy from that song about Brandy, which is also not by Brandy the singer. And then he left. And every day at sunrise, I come here and stare out over the ocean as the sea breeze billows my hair, which is how I get that constant windswept look that people always compliment me on. And even though I'm well-liked in the village, I refuse to marry, growing old alone in my house on the far side of the island while I wait for my love to return. But he never does. And then one day a ship comes to port and an old sea captain comes in asking for me, and he tells me that my love died in a storm many years ago, but he wanted me to have this treasure. And he pulls out a small wooden box that contains a locket with our pictures in it. And I think, how did he even get my picture in it? Where did he get this locket from? And I take the treasure, racked with grief and confusion, and I run to our cliff where I fall to my knees and I scream into the sky. And as a storm picks up and the rain starts to fall, I clutch the locket and I hurl myself into the ocean. And from then on, my spirit haunts this place and people come from all around to try and glimpse my ghostly form running to the cliff and screaming and leaping to the craggy rocks below. And if you ask the townspeople, they still whisper the tale of the heartbroken Brandy. Not the singer Brandy, but the Brandy from that song about Brandy, which is also not by Brandy the singer, but it's about Brandy. Um, but I just wanted to know where we should go for dinner. Yeah, I would like to um, back up just a little bit, though, because um, when oh. I met you, um, sorry, there's a kitten in the studio. <laughs> She's leaping all over the place. Um, yeah, when I met you, uh, you were already had so many connections. Like the, I called you the connection queen of New York City because you just knew everyone and you had all of these like different projects you had worked with people on and you knew them somehow and I just want to um, see if you would talk a little bit about that process of like delving into nightlife New York City nightlife as a non-union person and like making those connections how that happened oh oh absolutely absolutely um I think I really had a benefit of um 
being a born and raised New Yorker that like when I immediately after graduation, I was able to wiggle into some of the smaller indie pools, especially local Brooklyn. Like I was doing Shakespeare out in Bay Ridge, uh, mm-hmm. out in the park somewhere. Like you start meeting actors, you, you start meeting performance folks. And I just, the minute I meet someone and I, I start collecting like biographical information, as soon as I start hearing about talents, I get really excited. And immediately in my brain, it's like when someone asks, I'm, I'm really desperate to find someone who fits the bill. My, my brain just goes through my Rolodex and I'm like, all right, who plays the accordion? Who's NYC local? Um, you know, who's got a car? Like my brain just goes into this overdrive because I feel like the collaborative spirit relies so much on well-intentioned people. And I just hate being involved in a process where you see someone who isn't really in it or someone who doesn't want to be there, someone who doesn't think they're getting paid enough. And yeah, yeah. So like, I always fish for that. And I, I guess starting from early indie theater, um, I started making circles with folks that were doing like circus and drag. Um, I immediately got picked up by Madam Vivian V and started doing stuff at Bazaar and that opened me up to everybody. Um, Bazaar was like a really big hub for circus arts. They were fire safe. They had an aerial point. So you're meeting more folks in very, very niche communities. And I started getting involved with stuff like um, Maddie Campbell and doing She Moon, which was my first ever burlesque performance. And that was the first time I took off a lot of the structured theater robe for performance art myself and started seeing more possibility as that for me fulfilling um, my creative itches for actually becoming more career potential than I did as an actor, which is ironic, but not entirely. I feel that. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of people who do the traditional, I guess we'll call it um, just audition circuit to get roles yeah. and then it's always interesting to find someone who really enjoys a different way to expressing them their creative output and finding yeah. another way to uh... I was I was never an open call type like I couldn't spend um so much time on waiting for auditions or you know being half in background I know lots of folks that make money that way and it it never panned out for me consistently because I was always worried about making a consistent living in this industry when I know that this is so competitive and I don't have a ton of things in my favor in the way of like, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I wasn't really a model ever. Like there, there are certain notches on my resume I can't fill. And I know where the rest of my resume makes up for it. And a lot of it has just been collaborative arts, like something that is just outside of the structure of equity I guess, or like that, that the strive for Broadway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything on the flip end that gets done in New York, at least from what I've seen, is just as impressive and just as fulfilling for me. It's just as fun. Right. Um, cool. So, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about the feature you're doing for this show later in this episode? Yes. Yes. Um, I started getting playful with some sketch comedy ideas while at my day job. Um, and I, I will not fully disclose where I am or what I do, but it's in uh, property maintenance. So I handle a lot of phone calls and being a, I guess, a retired actor, 
or a former actor. <laughs> you, you use a lot of those performance skills just over the phone. Oh my um, gosh. Oh yeah. You know, Girl. like, <laughs> yes, I, I, I can't even tell you if it's just the emotional labor of dealing with someone else who works in customer service on the other line being like, no, I feel you. Dude, Do you want to get drinks after this? I feel no, but you. really, I how's the weather? I feel you so hard. <laughs> 100%. Um, so I, I took some of that banter and I started writing puns along with some of my industry shit. So I've, I've wrapped up a, a little ditty that I'm going to record for y'all. Um, and I hope you like it. It's just going to be a skit about uh, some industry parody. I'm going to be an exorcism uh, exterminator, basically. An exorcism <laughs> exterminator. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. It rolls I, off I come the tip in of the and, Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. You're here. Where's the problem? My kitchen, it's driving me crazy. Blood or ectoplasm? You want me to grab you a glass so you can taste it? I'll decline that generous offer. Oughtn't be bothering you none, unless of course he's fond of Mur. <laughs> Call us back if he comes round within a week. But it takes two weeks to get an appointment. Could you at least give me a few of those traps? Sure, I'll hand them over at confession, Maureen. Fat chance, father. Best at rest, your local eclectic spirit abatement service. Any soul can be expelled from your home and sent wherever they belong. You have every right to quiet enjoyment of your home, but sometimes former tenants are entrapped in their last residence on our earthly plane. We at Best at Rest believe if you're deceased, you're not on the lease, and our reliable, trustworthy spectral fumigation team handles the ethical and spiritual removal of each case with care and compassion. Best at rest, the final say on seances. Good morning, Donna. Oh, nothing much. The usual contemplation of breakfast. You know, I stare at menus about 20 minutes every day like it's meditation for me. From the moment I finish my first cup of bustolo till about the time I clear out my voicemail, and that's about... Now o'clock most days, and it's 10.25 already. Ah. Oi. Hold on, Donna. I'm getting a call. Best of rest. This is Shelly, your exorcism expert. Yes, we do possessions. Which of your possessions is possessed? Oh, it's a person, not a possession. Is he a possessive person? No, not the one who's possessed. The one who's possessing the possessed person. Oh, 
of course he is. I'll send someone over right away. Okay, I'm back, Donna. Yeah, all I ever seem to want is an everything bagel with bacon and avocado. Mucho mas avocado, por favor. And I don't know what it is. No, I don't do eggs. Jesus, and Jehoshaphat and busier than the Pope today. Hold on, Donna. My husband won't leave me alone. Do you hear this? I want to move out of this stinking apartment, but this poor bastard lives in the drawer and won't leave. I want to move on, Harry. You said he's occupying your drawer? Yes, I know it's him. He always used to yell about this fakakta drawer. It never closes all the way like Mink and Marie. That's it. We live in a crazy house. Nothing fits because you hoard too much. And then he passed a few months ago when the drawer started rolling open on its own like he's trying to tell me something. Hold on, Mrs. Oshowski. Let me bring up your account. Ma'am, we sent you the customary caddish package with a four-hour keening, and he's still persistent? I'll send the super. Don't bother, he's here. Put him on the phone. Hey, Miss Shelley. Hi, Dima. Listen, is that lady's drawer off the track? I don't think so. Take the drawer out of the cabinet unit, D. All right, boss. Anything wedged back there? Die, a uh, World's Fair commemorative teaspoon. Now put the drawer back and tighten the nut around the wheel for me. She's not going to like that, boss. Dima, do it or she'll never move. Put her back on the phone, Dima. Where is he? Did you send him somewhere nice? That cheap bastard! Say goodbye with style. Our eclectic, esoteric team is well-versed in funerary rites and rituals from around the globe. Best of rest, mortality maintenance management. We put them to bed for you. Roz, as I live and breathe. So good to hear from you. Oh, you know how it goes. People dying, so business is booming. Oh, forget about the moratorium. Just take me to a crematorium, am I right? So, you know our new gasser. The one who's a personal trainer on the side. Benicio. Yeah, Benny. <laughs> we call him Benny Buns of Steel. Dumber than a box of hair, but so easy on the papers. No, no, really, really, check this. We ran out of goofa dust last week, and the dingus brought back gopher dust. Yeah! <laughs> For gophers! I've never seen a freaking gopher! <laughs> it's like using a mousetrap on Baphomet! <laughs> I can't! That's okay, though. I just make him pick things up and put them back down around the office. You know how the kids say hangry when they're hungry and they're mad? Yeah, well, rise. Rise. I'm hungry. <laughs> rise. I can't. You're a pistol. 
Ay. Hold on, I got a customer call. <clears throat> Best of rest, this is Shelly. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. How do you want to get rid of him? Well, I tell you to hang in there, but we got a grip on the situation, so just hold on. I know you're upset. This is a hard decision to make. Well, you know, no one's ever asked me that before. You'd think I've been working here so long I'd know exactly how I want to go. I just don't think I believe in myself enough to become a Satanist. To wrap up a little bit, we have three questions that we ask every guest who comes on. Um, first of all, I wanted to know what book have you last read or are currently reading? I'm so happy you asked that because I just got a book in the mail. Um, Somewhere in the Skies, A Human Approach to the UFO Phenomenon, written by Ryan Sprague, a friend of mine who also worked at Town Hall. Also, Max, your little baby brain will explode. Uh, he was a bartender at Town Hall, but he's also a ufologist, a published author, um, has been interviewed for like Roswell and stuff. Oh my God. His name Ryan Sprock, and he's also a playwright. Girl, um, oh my God, he's so he's been at Town Hall this whole time. I don't think he's been at Town Hall the whole time. Oh. I think during quarantine, he's like moved and shifted a bit, but has also but like... picked up this career. Oh, my oh God. no, no, no! A like his ufologist career has like launched since we became friends at town hall and also i worked at town hall like four six years at least yeah two and a half years ago so like yeah uh, um ryan's a good dude so i'm going to start that very soon oh my i'm very 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 excited can you repeat the name just one um, more time sure uh ryan sprog ryan and Sprague. um his his website and also the title of the book is somewhere in the skies somewhere in the skies by ryan sprog folks that's right up my alley i've been oh my God. binging <laughs> ufo theory stuff for the past week and a half like dig into oh it gosh, dig I into it. it and like ryan is is super rad so this is cool this is rad oh, I'm, I'm happy i can yeah. echo that into the world without anyone looking at me weird oh no way this is 100 bs weird zone yeah. <laughs> yeah all right our next question is if you were a suitcase or any type of other kind of luggage like a pocketbook or a backpack uh what would you be filled with i <laughs> I love this question because it's literally like, Sarah, what's in your house? And um, I would I would paint myself as a steamer trunk filled with old toys oh God. and costume jewelry. Yes! I'm honestly so in love with that image. I'd be here for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just steamers. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no follow-up questions to that. Um, <laughs> our last question is, um, what artist would you recommend that listeners check out uh, sort of a past the spotlight who should our listeners go check out if they want to see someone some more art absolutely um some really cool stuff i've been a part of um pre-quarantine and also post has been cardboard classics they're a they originally started as a shadow cast company doing um presentations of jurassic park Jaws, and uh, we were working on doing a shadow cast of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh my gosh. Up until quarantine. Uh, uh, we were also at the way station, which unfortunately, yeah. due to quarantine, has uh, slipped to yeah. 
uh, closure, which is very unfortunate. But the the group collective has um, put together everything that we did from the Waystation previous performances on YouTube. So there's a YouTube channel. Oh my gosh! And YouTube check channel? our our. Yeah, and check the Instagram page as well because our our mounted productions were really a lot of fun. Uh, cardboard Classics took the very like campground approach of literal cardboard cutout background pieces <laughs> and you know whatever you could do for props. We had one phenomenal drag performer, Savannah Shearhorse, do um, the makeup and the wardrobe for a drag T Rex oh in God. Jurassic Park. Oh. And a drag Bruce. Oh my in Jaws. gosh, I'm so, I love that. Yeah. It was incredible. So we get together and we still do script readings and we're trying to put our, our collective ducks in a row to tri- figure out a mount when we can have a safe space again. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm always a fan of the, that like aesthetic of theater, I guess, or performance art where it's like common yeah. materials or things that are just yeah. really elaborate yeah. it really shows like the artist's abilities to take like common ordinary inexpensive materials and then make full-on sets or costumes or yeah and things like yeah it. and i i also really love bar spaces specifically as theater venues <laughs> i like reinventing so um fun. not formal stages like mm. please make this as semi-immersive as safely possible yeah but like i always love the idea that you know you can reach out and touch an audience member and they become engrossed in the scene with you. Like they'll absolutely start singing and dancing and newsies with you. That's what I want. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on this interview with us, Sarah. Oh, bless you, kitten. Skittle Max, I love you both. Thank you, you, thank you, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, anytime for any reason. Yeah, how did you what an angel. how did you feel about that? Oh my god. <laughs> Some... <laughs> it was so funny, like, oh my gosh, wait, there was one part. <laughs> the we <laughs> The possessions is possessed. Oh not a person <laughs> possessive person one. <laughs> it had me dying. It literally had me dying. It That's like, like my you're favorite still line. Dying. <laughs> I still am because it was so funny. No, he, she's like, no, not the one who's possessed. The one who's possessing the possessed person. <laughs> I know, I know. She really has a way with words. Yeah, for real. Like, it really reminds me of some of the things that you do. Oh my that god. You may have heard in this podcast. Who left this fishing pole here? <laughs> I, I didn't even see it there. Anyway. Girl. I'm <laughs> so glad that we got to catch up with her on air and have her on the show and just get personal about her life. Exactly. Like, I also very much appreciated getting nerdy about UFOs. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you guys will have a lot of fun. I mean, obsessing. we did have a lot of fun. You did, but you haven't read his <laughs> book yet, as far as I know. I so haven't, but I'm going to. I'm definitely going yourself. to. Because it's so, it's, oh, like, I'm so here for, like, conspiracy theories. But anyways, not to stray uh, too far from Sarah and her feature, thank you so much for including that very funny and lighthearted and silly exorcist kind of stuff. I very much enjoyed it. Is there anything else about this episode that you would like to fangirl over? Let's just talk about... (laughs) Hey there! (laughs) 
feel you know, like so you long guys. ago that we wrote that and I it's know. finally coming. It's finally here. I literally have been waiting. Like, I have been not even patiently wait. Like, I can't even say I've been patiently waiting. I have been impatiently like, every time Max and I, like, pick up the phone to call each other... <laughs> sing it to me instead of <laughs> saying hello. I just serenade him with that song. I and love how... Just been like, when are we doing that? I love how back in the day, you and I used to only greet each other by singing Adele's hello to each other. I know. Um, we still do, though. Like, not the full opening verse, because we never remember all of it. I know, But, like, real. half of the opening verse... And then Just like over the, the first years, three words. over the years, I guess that's fallen out of fashion. Like it's not as popular as when it first came out, but we still do that. Yeah, we do. We and do. now, as of a month, two months ago, however long it's been since we wrote this song, you just sing that song to me instead of I know. Adele's Hello. We finally have a replacement. <laughs> like five years uh, later, <laughs> just upgrading. Speaking of, my phone oh, right. finally forced an update, an Instagram update <gasps> on me the other day. Whoa. And it answers so many questions because, like, the, the questions? app was, like, slow and lagging. And the main thing was that, like, I see in the chats how people are able to respond to specific messages. I couldn't figure <laughs> out how to respond to specific messages, and it was driving me crazy because the conversation, it flows, it ebbs, it weaves, it bobs. And I couldn't figure out how to, like, connect um, the dots directly, like, link to link. And now, it just forced this update on me. Like, my phone shut down. It glitched. It just restarted <laughs> on its own. I was confused. I threw it across the room in fear. And when I picked it back up, it said, update complete. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. And I looked, and now the app is working. It functions properly. I'm able to wow. respond. I'm able to, like, react to messages now. It's... It really dragged me kicking and screaming into 2021. I'm just very, first of all, I'm very proud that you finally let your phone update. Thank you. Because honestly, like, I used to be so against updating my phone, but then like now it just like goes to crap if it doesn't get updated. So now I just update my phone. Yeah, I mean, we don't have time in this ending segment for me to go on my rant about not trusting technology or their phone updates, but... Conspiracy theories. <laughs> maybe we'll cover that in a B-side section. You know, I'm gonna go on about that. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in once more to another time of Max and Skittle Power Hour. Don't yes. forget to like and subscribe to our... So Patreon page. <laughs> That's right. You know I'm gonna mention it 700 more times. Patreon.com slash Max and Skittle. I want to thank everyone for sticking with us this far into the season. I have no idea how long this season is gonna last, but even once we take a hiatus from the main series, there will be so much content rolling forward, just like a waterfall or a dragon spitting. And don't forget to listen to the B-side. The B-side has some behind, like, the podcast, some silly notes, some us, like, talking about random things, like conspiracy theories. Uh, anyway, yeah. Do you have any final words, Skittle, that have been unsaid until now? Um, aside from that have the Patreon.com. <laughs> until now. <laughs> I think, 
like I said, just want to thank everyone for tuning in once more. We really appreciate all you guys so much. And, um, yeah, that's about what I have to say. Alright, that's enough. I don't even want to say goodbye. Oh, sorry. I guess I usually <laughs> wrap this up with, um, I love you. The Max and Skittle Power Hour was created and produced by Max Turner and Skittle Cheshire. Today's episode featured guest artist Buona Sera. Go support her work at songsofserenalia.com. That's songs of S-A-R-A-N-A-L-I-A.com. You can also find her on Instagram at Marshmallow Minx's Productions. And go show some love to Cardboard Classics Theater at cardboardclassicstheater.com. And check out their pages on both Facebook and Instagram. Additional show music was provided by Kel Gabe. You can find all episodes of the Max and Skittle Power Hour on our Podbean site at maxandskittlepowerhour.podbean.com. You can also support the show directly by subscribing to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash maxandskittle. That's M-A-K-S-N-S-K-T-L. You'll also enjoy multiple benefits, such as access to our Discord server, behind-the-scenes content, bonus videos, early access to episodes, and more, depending on your Patreon tier. Please subscribe to our show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to like this episode. That's all for tonight, folks. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week.